Hi, I'm Sonia Jean Killebrew, and this is Black America and COVID, an oral history project. I started this project during Black History Month of 2022 because I wanted to provide a platform for Black Americans to share their stories about living, working, and or going to school during the COVID-19 pandemic. I also wanted to provide a space for people to memorialize someone who is a Black American who sadly lost their life during the COVID-19 pandemic. I was inspired by the work of Zora Neale Hurston, author and anthropologist, to record the experiences of Black Americans in their own voices. My goal is to get my recordings into museums such as the Smithsonian Museum of African American History and Culture, or the Schomburg, or the Library of Congress's Folklife Museum. I'll share a little bit about me and my family history, and then I'll speak to my guests. I'm a Black American. My dad was African American and Indigenous American. His ancestors were enslaved in Georgia. In fact, we still have our family's slave name, which is Kilbrew. My dad, Dr. Terrence Kilbrew, met my mom in graduate school at the New School in New York when they were both earning their master's degrees in psychology. And I'm a fourth generation teacher. So my mother is a retired New York City teacher. My grandmother was a teacher on the island of Jamaica for 20 years and then in New York for 20 years. My great-grandmother was a teacher in Jamaica up until she got married. She was the daughter of an Irish woman and a black man. She stopped working after she got married because it wasn't considered respectable for a married woman to continue working in the late 1800s. And ironically, my mother began teaching long after she got married in the late 1900s. So, Without further ado, I'm excited to speak with my guest today. My name is Lorna Martin, and I'm from Brooklyn, New York, and I'm presently residing in Queens, Corona, Queens. And do you identify as Black or African-American, or how do you identify? Well, I identify as Black American simply because I merely know my matriarchal um, heritage, which is Native American, African American. And if I adopt one of them, I deny the other. So I'm also a woman of color. So I consider myself a black American. Um, my ancestry, my patriarchal ancestry is unknown. So <clears throat> I was told that it was Caribbean and I recently did my DNA, but I don't remember all the details from, from that. So I'm considering myself a African American, a Black American in America, because I'm an American. Thank you, absolutely. <laughs> and what would you like to share about living during the COVID-19 pandemic? Well, there's quite a bit that I could share. Um, during, during the height of the COVID, my experience was one of renewal, mind, body, and spirit, truly. And basically I was sheltered here in New York 
uh, away from my sons. I had just returned to New York with the idea of go returning to California to be with the grandchildren. <clears throat> but I resided alone during that time. And rather than to worry about my plight, I decided I would do some things differently to recreate who I was and make my stay in New York valuable. So I decided to enhance some old skills and create some new ones. And it really was a mind shift. I adopted new habits. I took online classes. I enhanced productivity skills by minim minimizing distractions and focusing on things that really offer the quality of life. I learned a little bit about the benefits of Google Calendar. Google Calendar helped me to be productive. So I actually scheduled my time in Google Calendar and I did some amazing things. I planned um, video calls with family and friends around the nation. I, I um, uh, scheduled weekly meetings with my grandchildren where we wrote a book, a digital, a digital book together titled Conversations with Grandma or GMA, Conversations with GMA. Sweet. Um, we also um, did weekly read alouds. So I scheduled that in according to their time because they were still in school. So we, um, I also participated in a friends and family and friends art across America project oh. that the family decided to do where we chose a theme each week and we did our own renditions and on Sunday we did a gallery walk and so sometimes we couldn't connect on Sunday so we started doing um, discord shows displaying our work in discord which was nice so those skills helped me a lot. And so <clears throat> my visual presence became more active because of that. It helped me to gain confidence with talking to people on video. I started doing uh, retirement and birthday recordings for people. Um, the schedule also allowed me to participate in various other Zoom activities, such as book club. I joined a wine, woman and wellness club from a women in Canada, and we read books together, and that was once a month. I did poetry slams once a, once a month, and poetry classes, which I'm still attending. Uh, those were Eventbrite. Um, activities that I participated in on Zoom. I did dance classes and dance exercises, which allowed me the opportunity to stay fit. Mm -hmm. um, it also helped me to enhance my reading and writing skills. So the poetry class was every week on a Friday afternoon. 
So every week I would engage with the women or people. It actually was people from, from around the world that sat in on that class. And that was with the University of San Francisco, a palliative um, class. There was a nurse that decided she would do that for the mental health. And <clears throat> so I'm still participating in that, which is fun. Uh, what else did I do? I learned to deeply meditate and do scripture reading and positive affirmations. And I shared some of that with people who I thought were struggling. So every day I would read and I would send it off and text to different people, which was fun. Those routines, it was really a daily routine that helped me to gain a perspective of life. I went walking every day so that I'd sit by the window so I could get the sunshine on my, my body. Those things alleviated tension. Uh, I cooked healthy. I went to the store during time when it was midday and I thought everybody was working. So I eliminated, I eliminated the long lines and being in the presence of a lot of people. It really helped. I also, when I was cooking, I would also take little trinkets or food or snacks to different people. So I would do drive-bys, which was fun. Oh. And it would really boost everybody's spirit. So that was nice. I participated in the George Floyd protests. Oh. I did the march on Washington. You did, you did, like you went. Yeah. I went, yes, because another thing that happened is that although my spirit was calm, I felt like I was in a place where I could do something. And so I decided that I would do something. So I went out with some of my babies who wanted to go protest. And so I wanted them to be safe. And so I went out to show them how to do it. What was that like? um, It was hard. And I realized it was starting to get to me and that's not where I was going to be used. So I went out about five or six times. Um, it was empowering, I know that, um, but it just felt like it was something I needed to do. And so then I started doing other things after I realized being on the street because physically I wasn't able to handle all of the walking and all, although, you know, my body was able to handle it. I decided, no, I'm going to schedule for the March on Washington, which was also taxing for my body. And I went with a friend, which was nice. And it was, it was a time that we were out there understanding that we could do something, but I was empowered by the younger generation who was standing up for a greater cause. Mm. It was nice to see the younger generation out there doing things and supporting the elders. Cause we, the elders were out there and they were really, really supporting us, bringing us uh, water and motivating us to move forward while they were doing the same. It was different from the seventies when I was doing it, you know, it was so different, but it was nice. I enjoyed that a lot, but. Yeah, I'd like to hear more about it because my friends who were either working age or had children, like none of us went to protest. But I know people in their 20s went. And so it's interesting to hear. So there are a lot of people 
in those two demographics, like your age group and then younger? And the, yes, and the younger generation, yes, because even <clears throat> during some of the speeches, there were a lot of young people out there. I mean, there was my demographic and the younger generation were out there, but they were very, very supportive. We were marching and chanting and high spirited. There was no drama. It was just a lot of love, a lot of singing. It was really a good vibe. A lot of picture taking. We were amongst family. That's how I, I would put it. We were really amongst family fighting for respect and appreciation for who we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. That was the it, summer of 2020? That was the summer of 20, yes, the summer of 2020. I want to say the summer of 2020 because 2021, they opened up. It's inspiring to hear that you went there. It was a challenging time, but although it was a challenging time, you know, our lives were meant to grow. We were meant to basically put ourselves in positions to grow. I also did some other things. I, I participated in that, but I also decided that with a friend, we developed a real estate investment entity which is still in the development stages. <clears throat> and although it was a challenging time, it was really a time for us to decide to grow. I mean, there were people that grew inside because they had so much to do with pivoting to online classes, online work. Um, that was fun too, because I had to change internet and people were so much more personable during that time. I would get on the phone and help somebody with assistance helping me and they weren't rushing me off the phone. They were actually engaging in conversation, um, really understanding my well-being and what I really needed and addressing those needs. I, I was able to do doctor's visits online. So that, that shift, made me understand life a different way. I was not familiar with that life. And as a matter of fact, it was a, it was a fear of mine. My, one of my sons would always tell me, you have such a presence. You should be an influencer. You should go online. You should do this. You should do that. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not ready. My voice is not this. My voice is not that. But my voice was so powerful during that time and making that transition into from person to person to video calls and phone calls. And it was a time of growth for me, it really was. Um, and I decided to enhance my skills and health so that I could help others that were in need. <clears throat> but I was unaware of basically what that was preparing me for. I was being prepared really to move on to something bigger than myself. Mm. And um. I'm at that stage now where I'm understanding that. Mm. I took an unhealthy situation and made it healthy. And I'm just growing now. I was, when they talked about a vaccine, I was one of the first persons to wanna do that simply because I was here alone and my family was abroad 
all, well, all around the nation. And although I connected with them, I, I'm a hugger, so I wasn't able to hug them. Um, I wasn't able to communicate with them when I wanted to. I had to really stick to that schedule. And so the idea of just getting out and seeing people made a difference. So in December of 2020, my grandson was told he had to have surgery. And so on the day of his surgery, we're waiting for him to go into surgery and come out. And I get the news that my brother, my only sibling passed away that same day. I'm so sorry. And so part of it helped me to understand that that preparation that I was doing was, it gave me strength to move forth to take care of matters that I wasn't aware that I needed to take care of. This was a brother who I was estranged from for many years. And we had connected via video calls, phone calls. We did that connection during that COVID time. And although he did not die of COVID, it, it, it's, it was a loss because we were, we were planning to do um, a family reunion. We were making so much plans to see each other. So the opportunity to get, my, get to know my brother as a thriving adult, I wasn't able to do it. Mm. But I was able to be brave enough to leave New York, get on a train to go to South Carolina where he lived and take care of his remains, honor his children's wishes, and honor him on a video um, memorial presentation, which was so nice. Oh, wow. So basically, you know, I just want to say, you know, rest in peace, rest in love, my brother. Um, but I know that I was able to do that. A lot of other people didn't have that opportunity to even go see or be in the presence of their loved ones, people who were close to them, that lived with them. They didn't have the opportunity that I had. So that I know that I was being prepared for that. Um, I have friends who were handed clothes to, to, of their loved ones just to say bye, that's it. They weren't able to see them. They weren't able to memorialize them in ways that they wanted to. Um, uh, some of them didn't do so until year, to a year or two later. So my preparation helped me to understand life differently, a little differently. <clears throat> so I was happy that I grew so that I could do that. So I had, I, when the nation opened up, I gained a new understanding of wings and I'm taking those wings and I'm flying with them. I traveled around um, the nation. I left New York. I went to surprise my son in California. I surprised my son in Virginia. And then I went to visit my nephew. I went to visit my nieces. I went to, um, I, I drove from 
Virginia all the way to Florida. And then I went to Georgia from Florida. I went to Georgia, but I just went to visit loved ones and to love on them and to gain love too, because it was so needed, so needed. We all needed love, understanding, somebody to talk to through whatever we was dealing with. And I was that person for a lot of people just because I took the move. And then um, this year, the start of this year, I decided to take the plunge um, of the polar bear plunge in New York City Atlantic Ocean. On January the 1st, I did the polar bear plunge. And then February the 1st, I decided to get on a plane to go to Peru and climb Machu Picchu and Rainbow Mountain and navigate life a different way. So I really did put on my wings and I am not stopping right now because it has strengthened my body. It has strengthened my mind. And I'm in a position where I could help others who have been gained what I gained during that time. So it's, it's been an amazing journey for me and I know that it hasn't been that for so many others. And I just want them to understand that in a lot of ways I could be here for them. So I'm actually now considering, I'm still working on the investment. So one of my goals is to develop housing for seniors with childcare included in that mm. so that seniors and the, and the babies could connect in the way that, <clears throat> that adds value to both lives. Because a lot of us, like my grandchildren, don't have elders around them. Mm. And a lot of elders don't have people to help them. Mm. And so that idea of bringing the elders and the babies together, it's wisdom along with the growth of the younger generation, but um, it also adds the quality of life to both people. And so that's one of the things that I wanna do with the real estate investment. But I also wanna write my poetry and put together a book now and accumulate an anthology of only my work. Because some of my work now is in anthologies. I have one in the Wine Woman um, Woman in Wellness um, Club books, because they were creating books also. And then I have some in a collection, uh, anthology collections, because we were creating them every season. And so we would submit poems. And so we have anthologies without um, poems in them. So I have two anthologies, that or several anthologies that my work is in. So now I want to accumulate one for myself congratulations now yeah. I see why Courtney said I need to he's like you need to talk to my mom this is all so inspiring and encouraging so in 2021 you were flying all over the country visiting your children and your no, I well I did I flew to I flew to California okay. and I surprised them there but I had gone to Virginia first to surprise my son in Virginia first. Oh. Yeah. But then after the storm, we had a storm, you know, with the flood. Yeah. That also compelled me to move. So the day after the New York dried up, I got in my car and I just drove back to Virginia. Oh, you drove. And 
from Virginia to North Carolina, from North Carolina to Florida to Georgia, just connecting with people. Oh, that's amazing. Were the roads empty? Okay. Yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> even, even during COVID at night, sometimes I would take like long drives just to get out of the house. It was like 9-11 out there. There was no one on the road. It was so frightening. Even to walk around and see stores closed mm -hmm. was a scary thing mm. because it was really like an apocalypse. So even in all the other states, because that's how it was in New York City, but stores were closed in other states. Yes. Wow. And some are still not open. Some people just went out of business because they couldn't maintain. So I'm happy to be a part of this because it's, I mean, we struggled. It was a real trying time for everyone. Mm -hmm. But if there was also time for growth, because mm -hmm. right now we're in a, a, a shift that we all, us that are around to survive mm -hmm. or that survived it all have a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. So I'm a part of that workforce right now. Thank you. You're an inspiration. I felt the same way. I had um, two friends die this year and cousins died during the, the pandemic. And I just thought, even though I'm, I'm actually very shy and I like talking to people, but I don't like being on camera, but I love hearing people's stories. Like I could listen to you talk forever. And so I, like you, I just decided, you know, I just have to be courageous and reach out to people. So I, yeah. I love that you're doing that. You're helping people and you're, I mean, you flew to Machu Picchu. I've never been, but I've always wanted to go. It's beautiful there. And it was, I was invited because one of my friends, her mother, had retired and she they're from Peru and she was going back and forth. Mm -hmm. um, so she winters here, she would go to Peru. Well, she was on her way back home 2020 of May of 2020. And she fell in the airport in Florida, wind up in the hospital in a coma and never came out of that coma. And so it wasn't until 2021 that her children had to memorialize her. And now um, I went with her to Peru to prepare for the memorial for her mother so that she could be with her father in Peru. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, and, and just being a part of that was another reward, too. Not only did I grow, but just us being together grew. We had never traveled together. We live in the same community. She retired at the same time I did because she's a chemistry teacher. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> she, we, we did things together outside of work, but never really spent that kind of time together. And we became best friends during that journey. Mm. Now I'm a part of her family. So I walk over to her house now and just hang out there. So it was really a nice time. Sometimes I was encouraging people that were afraid to go out. Yeah. Come, come take a ride with me. I'm just going to go for a ride. But they didn't want to go because I was out there. Yeah, a lot of people were scared. I was scared for the first couple of months. And then I started taking walks in the summer of 2020. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're right. A lot of people, I still know a few people working from home and they're, they're still scared to come out. Yes, a lot of people are still scared. Some of my friends are still afraid to move. Mm -hmm. So uh, and I'm still encouraging because one of the things that I've learned is that I can't, 
I have to practice what I preach. So I have to live by example. I have a lot of um, student, prior students who are my babies now. And if I give them advice, I have to take that advice myself. Mm -hmm. So I have to show them that what I'm saying applies to not only them, but me too. Mm -hmm. So I value that. Wow. Yeah, I value that I could be an example because if I could do it at this stage of my life, anybody can. So things that our trials and tribulations really can't get us down, mm-hmm. particularly us of color. All of that stuff that we say, we got to still hold on to our joy. Our yeah. joy is deep within. And, and if we hold on to our joy during those times, then we could also understand that we could move forward to help other people overcome whatever they're going through too. Mm, I love that. We've got to hold on to our joy. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm working hard. I'm leaving here and I'm going to go hang out with friends. So I can so be joyous today during this time of resurrection, you know? Yeah. I'm so... so- honored that you shared your story with me. It's a, you're an inspiration, just like Courtney's story was inspiring. Your story is inspiring. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad that I could share it. You know, it's my story and my story only. So the fact that other people get to hear it and maybe help, it could help someone else. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, like you might yeah. inspire someone to go on a road trip and visit their friends and family. That's true. Or write that book that they've never written, that they wanted to write all their life and share their life stories. I actually, during, during the time of cleaning up my brother's house, I found out that he would, had a manuscript. He started a manuscript of his life. And I didn't know. There were things that I found out about my brother that I didn't even know about just from those pages that he started. Oh, he was writing his life story. He was writing his life story. Yes, he was. He was documenting. So, and I was able to make copies and share it with his children. So. I love that. And I think we all have stories to share. So I I love that you found that and you were able to share the story. Yeah. So it's amazing what, you know, what we don't know. What happens to us that we don't know will happen to us. It's amazing. Mm. So amazing. So I'm in a good place right now. And I'm I'm very grateful that I'm in a good place. I'm I'm grateful that I get to share this story even. So I thank you too for putting yourself out there. That's so kind of you to think about all of us. Because, you know, my story is not so bad, but there are some stories that I just want to hug somebody right now because of their plight, you know? They're yeah. still struggling to it. And you can't say goodbye to your loved ones. Yeah. And, and the way in which we know it, the way in which we know of transitioning is going to change. Yeah. Those things have changed for us. So many things have changed for us. Like this is a comfort zone for me now. I'm actually enjoying sitting here talking to you. It is. <laughs> it's funny, a friend who I was going to interview next week, and he said, oh, is it in person? And I said, in person? No, 
it's on Zoom. So I forget people, you know, used to actually do things in person. Um, yes. My my other son, he said that. I said, oh, I have to do the interview today. He said, oh, is it in person? I was like, no, don't do that anymore. <laughs> Everything's on Zoom. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What? Please, I'm even starting a date online. What? That's <laughs> a, a, a whole other episode. Uh, yes, an- another episode. I, I started, I did the whole apps. I just said, okay, no, 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 I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm going to put myself on the app. And I put myself on five apps. I got so much attention. I had to take myself over those apps. <laughs> So, so now I'm actually, you know, communicating with people online, doing FaceTime, people I don't know, and I'm making friends with them. I'm, I'm inspiring even. I'm inspiring them making friends. So it's not really even about an intimate relationship because I'm uplifting spirits even through that, those apps that are dating apps. Well, you know, maybe you would think about having a podcast and you can talk to people in your life because you have a great presence. Like, you're very um, inspiring. I think, I don't know, have you thought about my it? son said. My son was doing um, YouTube for everybody in the family. He was doing his whole YouTube stations for everybody in the family. He was trying to get me on. It's like, no, 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 I'm not ready. I need to finish this work here. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. But now, I don't know. Yeah, don't... like your hair is beautiful. Your skin is beautiful. You would be great. So maybe, maybe you have to encourage me. You have to tell me what to do because I don't know what to do. I'm still learning um, because now I have a, a platform on social media with the business. So I'm on Facebook a little bit more. I want young people to own things. Okay. I, I wanted to encourage the next generation to not sit back and not take a, a part in owning property and uh-huh. being a part of a community and understanding what their community needs. We've been so displaced for so long that we can't do that anymore. Yeah. So we can't sit back in the me generation any longer. We have to develop communities that are strong and empowering to one another. Yeah. That's what we have to do. And so that's what my mission is with the business and my mission and everything that I do now. Oh, I love that. Yeah, building a community is it's really important. <laughs> oh, this is so inspiring. I actually want to put some of my poetry. I don't know how to do that, but I want to put some of my poetry on Instagram, but I don't know how to do it. What I've learned, too, is that not everybody has patience oh, yeah. to help the next generation. And so I do know a little bit because I was an educator. But I don't know everything that I need to propel forward. Oh, you're a retired teacher? Yes, I was a special ed teacher. Wow. And I retired in 2018 with plans of just having fun in life. I love that. Oh, my mom's a retired teacher. I think oh, she's she? great. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I have a lot of patience. So I, I usually help my mom with like computer stuff. Yeah, I could. Okay. But I learned that also, not everybody has patience. Well, that's true. Mm-hmm. But my granddaughter, she during the memorial, she was on the back end of that memorial, helping everybody who couldn't navigate 
whatever was needed to be navigated. She was troubleshooting for me. And I didn't even know she was troubleshooting. My friends told me later on that she was doing the troubleshooting. So she's tech savvy and she, she understands the elders. And she's 10, right? She's no, she's 13 now. But at that time, she was 12. Well, she was 11. I love that. During that time. Yeah. So, and I bonded with them so much during that time. I, I, I love them right now. Oh, I, love, I love them. And I, I now, I also sent them letters during that time. I wrote letters and I sent them letters because I learned some things about them while we were having our read alouds on Zoom. Oh. Um, while we were doing the writing of the book. And so when we were done, I wrote letters mm. to I them too. That. That's the art that's gone. It is. Yeah. I, I had a pen pal when I was a child, but I don't write letters anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to keep that up too. But it was just, you know, trying to encourage everyone to even gain skill, whatever skill it is. Yeah. Gain a lot of skill because we're going to need it for where we're going. We're going to need it. If we want to move to a place where our lives are enhanced, like one of the things that I've always believed is that each generation has to do better than the one before. Mm. But they can't if they don't have models to help them to get move forward. Sometimes <clears throat> we have that inner motivation and that inner motivation helps us move forward. But sometimes we need to be taught. And so I'm at the place where I want to help the next generation do better than what I did. Okay. You know, yeah. that's where I am. And, and for that we would be honoring our ancestors who struggled for us to be where we are. Yes, right. I always think that Maya Angelou quote, quote we are the hope and the dream of the slave. Yeah. She was, she was my favorite. She's why I write. Yeah. Because oh, growing up, she was, oh yeah, she was my hero growing up. I read all of her stuff growing up. So she inspired me to be a writer. I'm yeah. excited for your books to get published. And I, I really thank you for your time. This has been so uplifting. I also tell Courtney, thank you also. Because he said, you need to talk to my mom. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me. Thank you. And we, we will keep in touch. I have your email now. And yeah. Thank you. Enjoy your Easter Sunday. So you also. today. You have to get out. Yeah, you have to get out too. How long are you going to work? Oh, until five. You're right. I should get. I should <laughs> you have to get out and enjoy it before the sun goes down. At least go take a walk. You're right. You know what? I'll I'll take a yeah. It's around lunchtime. I'll take a walk now. You're right because I can just yeah. be inside and, and just work all day. Especially in spring. Spring has sprung. Finally. Yes. Yes. This is a pretty picture. You should take a picture of us. Oh, this is a pretty picture of us. Screenshot. Ready? Are you ready? One, two, three. I'll send it to you. Thank you. <laughs> These are intergenerational. There's no more generation gap. We're going to cross that off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this has been wonderful. I thank you so much for your time. All right. You, you have a wonderful day and we'll keep in touch. I'll be in touch. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>